This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I'm so happy to have you here in the passenger seat with me. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, welcome back. I hope everyone in your family was on their best behavior. I know that these kinds of weeks can be difficult. I personally, (laughs) my entire family had COVID. (laughs) The whole family. Like it was unbelievable. Everyone, even the dog was coughing. So we had like the saddest, like uh, the saddest Thanksgiving dinner, like nobody had the energy to really cook. So we just like ate, (laughs) we ate like leftovers in front of the TV, like genuinely the saddest Thanksgiving I've ever spent. Um, But it's okay. You know, it was nice to be home. Nice to be with the dog. And now I'm back in New York City, just living the dream, feeling a lot better. Sometimes I feel like I, I don't know if you guys ever feel like this. Uh, like I feel like I need to go home and like do a hard reset. I like don't really go on my phone when I'm home. I don't really uh, go on social media that much when I'm home and it makes me feel better. Plus I had one week off from this and then one week off from Taylor Talk. So I feel like it gave my brain a flirty little reset. But I also just did not speak because of the COVID. I like couldn't really go anywhere or see my friends. So I didn't talk to anyone except for my parents for two weeks. (laughs) And it shows. (laughs) I was on the phone with my friend last night and she was like, you are talking a lot. Did you not talk to anyone except for your parents? And I was like, yeah, no, that's exactly exactly what sort of has has happened here is I've forgotten how to speak to people because I was cramped, crammed into my bedroom. Actually, I had to sleep on the couch for like half the time because my mom and me both had COVID, but my dad didn't. So like I had to sleep on the couch and then he got it. And it was just, listen, it was a mess. But it was my parents' first time having COVID, which is kind of crazy. After like two and a half freaking, I don't even know how many years actually, I could be making that up. But anyways, this entire time they haven't gotten it and they just got it. But they're fine. They're doing great. And yeah, I'm back home. Thanksgiving, holidays can be hard if you have a a hard family situation or even if you don't. I feel like I have, I'm very lucky, very simple family situation. But even so, I have to find myself space and time to be like listen not my circus not my monkeys not my circus not my monkeys not my circus not my monkeys because everybody in my family is fucking crazy everyone in my family is crazy I feel like that's sort of the overarching message of the holidays is especially as you become an adult you realize oh my god um everyone has lost their goddamn mind how am I the only normal person why is everybody so crazy and There has to be like little moments where you remind yourself, you know what? (laughs) It's not my life. It's their life. Their choices are their choices. I don't have to engage with the comments they're making. I don't have to engage with their like um, the the fights that they're trying to start. Not my circus. Not my monkeys. Um, So if you are having a hard time with that this holiday season, just know that you're not alone. I think everybody kind of goes through that, certainly. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of having one of those boring ass freaking weeks again I literally have not done anything even vaguely social in two weeks so I don't know I have a busy couple weeks ahead of me because I feel like it gets really wait 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 here's one question that I have has Thanksgiving and Christmas always been three weeks apart like am I crazy or did they used to be like longer apart I feel like I feel like there's not enough time 
Because then there's like Christmas and then a week later it's New Year's and I feel like there's no more time left in the year and there's so much to do and I'm getting very stressed out about it and I feel like it didn't used to be this bad. Am I crazy? Like I obviously I know that it's always been that way but like it hasn't. You know what I mean? Like in many ways it always except for physical it has not been this short like ever before. So <laughs> I'm just like I have a lot going on. I'm performing I don't know if anyone ever in New York City but on Saturday I'm uh, my friend wrote a pilot and he kind of submitted it for this festival and it got in and he asked me to play the main character so I'm doing that if any of you are around I'll probably put details on my story that should be fun I haven't acted in a really long time um and that's the only other thing kind of going on in my life literally could not be more bored more single I know I said I was going to be in hermit mode for the rest of the year but I don't know if I'm gonna make it besties I had a criminally I hate saying the word horny but like I was criminally horny last night and I'm not fucking joking (laughs) All of my, all of my vibrators just died. Like they all died. I would like start using one and then it would die. And so I would like quickly, like frantically grab the other. I have a lot because when you're an influencer, that just is your job essentially to get free vibrators. And I use, there's like four vibrators on my bed right now because they all kept dying. And eventually I just gave up. I was like, you know what? This is a sign from the fucking universe that maybe I should just go on a goddamn date. So I'm back on the fucking dating apps and I'm going to try to have some casual sex. I am not in any way, shape or form ready to have any kind of emotional connection because my brain is still absolutely broken from what happened. Um, but you know what? A girl, what's a girl, what's a girl going to do? She just needs some physical attention. Okay. Anyways, that's partly what we're going to talk about today. But what are we talking about today? Let's just get into it. Uh, so... First, we're going to do a little tier list. I asked you on Instagram to submit your most cursed Thanksgiving moments from this uh, this year, this Thanksgiving. We're going to t- do a tier list of those. And then we're going to talk about casual sex slash dating around etiquette because I think it's important. Um, we're also going to talk about why the men are trash era is important and why you can't stay in it forever. And then we have a voicemail asking, is it ever worth reaching out to an ex friend so if that sounds fun fresh fierce fantastic flirty and fabulous to you keep on listening oh before i do this tier list let me tell you okay tell me if i'm being the crazy one here i feel like i'm not but my friend did something that i think is freaking shady um i she like dm'd me and she's like, hey, do you know this guy? And I was like, yeah, I know that guy. And she's like, oh, like, what do you think of him? I was like, oh, yeah, low-key. I think he's, like, really hot. And, like, I was just telling her because I thought that she was asking me for her. So I was like, yeah, I think he's really fucking hot. I think he seems like a cool dude. Like, whatever. And then she's like, yeah, I'm with him right now. Like, would you be interested in, like, going? Did you up a t- I'm sorry. Apparently, this man is like reading the messages that I'm sending, but I didn't know if I. <clears throat> I think it goes against girl code to ever do something like that. You can never like text me and not be like, I'm with him right now, by the way. Also, why would you ever let a man look over your shoulder and see what I'm sending? It's shady. And I'm like really annoyed about it. <laughs> but I can't tell if I'm like being the dramatic one. Or if this actually does go against girl code. So would love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. Cursed Thanksgiving tier list. What are we calling our tiers this time? Okay. So it's the same tier system sort of that we worked with when we did the red flag tier list. But we're going to name the tiers and I will explain the names of the tiers. Okay. So these are our different categories. Um, We're going to start from the bottom and then they get worse as they go up. So the bottom category is just You hate to see it. Obviously, all these are a little bit cursed, but these are the things that I'm like, okay, like you'll live. You hate to see it, but like you'll live. The next one up is what a fun, sexy time for you. Reserved for things where you think it sucks to be you, but that's kind of funny. The next one up is what in the wide, wide world of sports? That's for the super weird stuff. That's for the things that like I don't know what category to put them in because they're so weird. I can't tell if they're bad or not. Next one up is tragic. That's for things that are tragic. And the last one is directly to jail. That is for the absolute worst things and the things that I think are either actual crimes or things that I think should just send you directly to jail. So shall we get into it? Okay, starting out strong. My aunt drunkenly confessed that one of my cousins has a different father. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so I'm torn here because it's either you hate to see it because it actually doesn't directly affect you, or what a fun, sexy time for you. Because you know what? I think it has a little bit of what a fun, sexy time for you vibes. So I'm actually, yeah, I'm going to put that one in. What a fun, sexy time for you. Drunkenly cried while saying what I was thankful for. Listen, and who among us has not drunkenly cried while confessing what we're thankful for? Did you guys do that this year? We didn't because we were all like sick. But like, (laughs) I feel like normally you go around and you're like, this is what I'm thankful for. And by the way, you know what I'm thankful for? You guys. Every single last one of you. Ooh, also thankful for space heaters. Anyways, um, drunkenly cried while saying what I was thankful for. I'm going to put that in our you hate to see it tier because I think it's pretty run of the mill. We've all, who among us has never drunkenly cried about what we're thankful for? Okay, uncle started each sentence with, maybe this is just me being racist, but <laughs> directly to jail. Directly to jail. By the way, that is a Parks and Rec uh, reference. It's, um, fuck, what is that guy? Fred Armisen. He plays a South American dictator. They're like Pawnee's like sister town is this like Venezuelan town that's like, I don't know, has like a dictatorship in place. So he's like naming all these mundane things that would send you directly to jail. So anyways, that's what that is. But I think Uncle starting each sentence with maybe this is just me being racist, but directly to jail. Found out cousin was sleeping with his sister-in-law. Cousin. Okay. You know, I get really confused with like family relations. (laughs) Like, if you put a gun to my head and we're like, what is a third cousin? I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I get really confused about it. So let me think. So it's your cousin. So I'm thinking about like my cousin. And if it would be my cousin's sibling. Wait. My, okay. His sister-in-law? So it'd be like my cousin's husband's wife? <laughs> is that right? We're going to go with that. Cousin is sleeping with his his, her husband's, my cousin is sleeping with her husband's cousin, fuck, <laughs> his husband's sister, no, his husband's siblings, his brother's, sleeping with his sister's wife's sister, but that doesn't make sense, so is it, or would it be his wife's sister, see, that would be more spicy if it's his wife's sister, and in that case, I would, <laughs> I would put it in because I don't fully understand it. I'm going to put it in what in the wide, wide world of sports, even though I think it could be what a fun, sexy time for you. But I think it's more what in the wide, wide world of sports because I don't really understand what's going on there. Um, okay. Spilled, spilled red wine on my in-laws white dog. First time meeting them. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. You do. You hate to see it. It's tough tough to see and I'm just picturing this poor dog with a red wine stain it doesn't come out of rugs will it come out of the dog impossible to say okay got in a fist fight with a man on Thanksgiving Eve I am a woman uh what a fun sexy time for you actually what a what a fun what a fun sexy time for you this is why by the way I don't believe in going out on Thanksgiving Eve I have always been against Thanksgiving Eve for the record, you can go back and listen to everything I've ever said about it. I'm anti. I don't think it's worth going. But like, this is definitely why. This is definitely why. Ran into my ex-fiance's mom. She said, don't worry. No one wants to date me either. <laughs> tragic. Sorry, that is. It's tragic. There's nothing else you can put it in but tragic. That's the only word that popped into my head when I heard that. Okay. Hooked up with my ex-boyfriend and he peed the bed. <laughs> Once again, not only why we don't see people on Thanksgiving Eve, but why we don't hook up with our exes. Um, Because you had to know what you were getting into by hooking up with your ex, I'm going to put it in you hate to see it. Because while I do feel bad for you, eh, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Okay. Whole fam- this is mine. Whole family had COVID, broke up with... <laughs> hold on. Whole family had COVID, even the dog. We had to have a sad dinner in front of the TV. And because it's me, I'm going to give that tragic because it is it was literally tragic boyfriend of two and a half years broke up with me over text the day of thanksgiving that's tough you that's nothing to be thankful for i'll tell you that much and i'm torn between directly to jail and tragic obviously it is tragic but i think he should not have done that over text two and a half years over text directly to jail directly to jail do not pass go do not pass do the hundred dollars thing whatever two hundred dollars i've never been able 
to play a game of Monopoly to completion because I'm very competitive in my family. Won't play with me. Okay. Got asked by three separate family members when I'm having a baby. I'm 22. <laughs> now, this is I'm a little bit confused. Was it that they thought that you were pregnant or were they were just like, so when are you like having babies? Because I get asked by my family when I'm having babies. And I'm like, I would be a child mother. I would be a teen mom if I had a baby. So I get that. Um, but either way, it's, it's, hmm, it's tough. Is it what a fun, sexy time for you? Or is it directly to jail because it's kind of fucked up? No. No, I'm going to give it to d directly to jail because stop asking me when I'm getting married. Stop asking me when I'm having babies. It's none of your goddamn business, Aunt Linda. Okay. Cried at the table because the cam... <laughs> Cried at the table because the cranberry sauce wasn't from a can. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to put that in what in the wide, wide world of sports because I have to say, I know people have really strong feelings about the canned cranberry sauce, but like... I we are not a, a canned cranberry sauce family. We are fresh on the stove, orange slices, cranberry, and a little bit of cinnamon stick. It's gorgeous. It's delicious. I've never understood the canned thing, but listen, I understand that some people get upset about it. But I still, but I still, I still think it's weird. So it's going into what in the wide, wide world of sports. My uncle made us watch sumo wrestling the entire day. Lot of cheek. <laughs> um, Fun, sexy time for you or what in the wide, wide? You know what? Because it's a sport and because it's a little bit weird. What in the wide, wide world of sports? Once again. Okay. My mom told my new boyfriend that she liked my old boyfriend better. Oh, tragic. Gut instinct is that that's tragic. My grandma. <laughs> my grandma accidentally stabbed my uncle like with a knife. I mean, directly. It's a crime. So theoretically, directly to jail, right? Yeah, I mean, you gotta go directly to jail. My aunt called my dog fat. <gasps> directly to jail. No, yeah, directly to jail. I'm sorry. That is absolutely uncalled for. My family used to call my our old dog, um, my first dog, Lumpy. Um, like, sorry, he had a tumor. Like, just, he had a tumor growing out of the side of his body. So he was Lumpy. But you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> my mom... <laughs> This is not funny. I feel like we all went through this at one point or another. My mom kept making passive-aggressive comments about how much everyone was eating. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have an, a handful of almonds, mom. <laughs> um, my mom kept making passive-aggressive comments about how much we were eating directly to jail. No, we don't do that. Directly to jail. If anyone makes comments about what you're eating directly to jail, send them to jail. <laughs> I mean, any time of the year, any time of the day, week, month, but also like Thanksgiving's the entire holiday is about eating. OK, so let's chill, you know, and last but certainly not least, slept with my ex, found out after that she has a boyfriend. Eee! So I'm torn. Is it tragic? Is it what a fun, sexy time for you? Or is it you hate to see it? I almost want to like go with the same thing that I kind of did before because with the you hate to see it because it's like mm, when you sleep with an ex. Don't do that. Don't do that. You almost deserve what you get. You know what I mean? But also that sucks. It's not, you know, it's not tragic. It is tragic, but like, I'm sorry for you. But like, also, you slept with your ex, so I don't feel that bad for you. What a fun, sexy time for you. No, it's you hate to see it. Because you do. I don't feel that bad for you, but also you do hate to see it. I'm sorry that that happened. <laughs> um, and that's our Thanksgiving tier list. I will put out the link so you can tier your own tier lists. I hope that your Thanksgiving was less cursed than this. I hope that you had a lovely time. And with that, let's get in to our next segment. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? 
Storyworth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, Storyworth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love Storyworth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com slash Ellie. That's StoryWorth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for... Gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do but I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy and that's why I love today's sponsor BetterHelp because uh, I mean there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance you know like it's really really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does and BetterHelp makes it super super easy if you're thinking of starting therapy give it a try it is entirely online it's designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge so get it off your chest whatever it is with BetterHelp <laughs> visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-N-D. So I was having a conversation last night with my good pals, Michaela Oakland and Julia Hava. We were talking about <laughs> celibacy. <laughs> we're talking about celibacy. We we're talking about dating. We we're talking about how it's scary to date after you've been hurt and how hard it is to like put yourself back out there. And they were talking about how uh, they, like, don't do casual sex. And, like, so it takes them, you know, they have to have, like, an emotional connection and all this kind of stuff. And they don't even want to do that. Like, they don't want to have sex. They were kind of basically talking about how, like, they don't want to have sex right now. Like, they're down to be in their celibacy era. Um, And I was reading that and I was like, well, (laughs) I'm not dating and I'm not interested in dating. I'm not uninterested in just like men as a whole though. Like I'm not uninterested in sex, but I feel like there's a conversation to be had about what it means to like ethically, I guess, have casual sex or, you know, casually date or date around or whatever it is. Because I also have a friend who, (laughs) you heard the phrase like ethical non-monogamy And people love to make fun of it. But there is like something very genuine about like being ethically non-monogamous. You know, you're in an open relationship. You communicate it with the partners that you are with. You're, you know, using protection. You're being really open and communicative about it. Ethical non-monogamy. Is it for me? Like, no. But (laughs) I get that people do it. I think overall, if you're gonna like be in open relationships and that kind of thing, that's how you should do it. Because I also have a friend who is what I would call not so ethically non-monogamous like she's not like cheating on her partner or anything but like uh she just she dates around a lot and she doesn't communicate the extent to which she's dating around if that makes sense and it causes a lot of problems in her life and our lives um and I love her dearly but like yeah I would call it non-ethical non-monogamy and I was thinking like what are the what's the etiquette 
adequate. What's the etiquette about casual sex, casual dating? Like what's the etiquette around if you know that you don't want to be, you know, dating, but you still want to be in the sexual marketplace as it were, like, what do you do to do that in a way that does not hurt you and does not hurt others? Damn, I know a lot of people who could really fucking use this segment. <laughs> hey, every man I've ever dated. <laughs> Come on, bend an ear. Okay, so here's the thing about casual sex and casual dating. I think the most important thing you need to do is be honest with yourself about what you really want and be very fucking sure that what you are actually looking for is something casual. Be goddamn sure because if you have that thought in the back of your head, that little, little voice in your head that's like, well, it can start casual, but maybe it'll develop into something. Maybe it'll blossom and then we'll fall in love and get married. It's like that's going to end up hurting you, hurting them, hurting others. Like that is not the right mindset to be in if you actually want to be just like casually having sex with someone. Casual dating, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different in that like, Sometimes things do happen. And I do want to say like sometimes things do happen sort of generally. Like you never know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to have a connection with. But I think being really honest with yourself about your own desires and your own expectations is important when you're engaging in casual sex and casual dating. Secondly, I think communicating that to the people that you are engaging with is also important. Like genuinely saying off the bat, I'm just so you know, I'm not looking for anything right now. Saying that and meaning that and having very clear expectations about what that means. And it's different for each person. For me, I think the etiquette is like, I'm not going to do activities with you outside of the bedroom. <laughs> like maybe if we see each other out, that's fine. Or if you meet me out and we have a drink, that's fine. But like, we're not gonna like go to a movie. We're not gonna like do, I don't know, go on a walk. Like we're gonna have sex because we're having casual sex. And I am not going to engage with you beyond that. For me, that's a boundary that's important with casual sex. For you, that might not be a boundary that makes sense or works for you. But for me, like that's important. I think having clear expectations around like texting. I know that that sounds silly, but it's like, am I going to expect you to be texting me throughout the week? Um, Like, will I feel used or shitty if you're not like, once in a while sending me a meme or something, you know, if will I feel like crappy if there is no engagement? Personally, I won't. And I actually would prefer if we only communicated in what are you doing? Are you up text? Because that makes it easier for my little broken brain to separate like sex and relationships, if that makes sense. But that might not be the case for you. So I think having a clear expectation on um, how much you're communicating throughout the week or, you know, whatever it might be. You need to be using condoms. I don't think it even should need to be said, but like if you're having sex with multiple people, use protection. You fucking use protection, okay? And if you are not having penetrative sex, for example, if you are not having sex with men, if you are not pursuing heterosexual relationships um, or something like that, still be open about the fact that you're sleeping with other people because it is something that people want to know. You know, like even if it's just casual, I want to know that you're sleeping with other people so I can be safe for myself. You know, be up on getting tested, be up on using protection, uh, making sure that like I'm aware that you are seeing other people because it puts me at risk if you don't communicate with that with me. And so you got to communicate that with them as well if you're sleeping with other people. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But if you're a grown up and you're engaging in a casual sexual relationship, you have to be a grown up about it. Like you just have to be grown up about it because otherwise people literally can get very hurt and it can become a really big problem. If you're casually dating and it's not as much about the sex aspect of it, it's not like a booty call. Don't don't save their number. Like you need to like give yourself full reminders that like this is casual and like you're not looking for anything because proximity bias is such a real thing. Like the more you spend time with someone, the more you might convince yourself that like, well, maybe when it's like, no, you don't want to engage in a real relationship with this person. That's why you're having a casual relationship. That's why you're having casual sex with them. Like you're not interested in pursuing things further because of you know certain things about them but the more time you spend with them you might be like wait maybe like I have a friend who she is the queen of ethical non-monogamy okay she does such a good job with it she's so communicative communicative and open and clear about everything um 
And she was like hooking up with this guy for a while who we all just made fun of so much because he was like an absurd person. And like obviously not someone that she actually would ever date because they are not compatible in that way, but they're very compatible sexually. And there was a moment where she was like, well, maybe, maybe it could be more. And we all had to be like, girlfriend, what? No, don't even call him by his real name when you're around your friends. Give him a nickname. We have a tendency to get dignitized. The human brain is very simple. <laughs> the human brain reacts to pleasurable stimuli and it gets confused. So you need to have really clear boundaries and make it really easy for your silly little brain to not get confused. But again, all of this hinges on the fact that you actually want to be in a casual relationship or having casual sex. And I'm going to say that again because it's really important. You have to do it for yourself. You have to look inward and be like, is this really what I want or do I want to be dating? Like, I know right now if I tried to have an emotional connection with somebody, I would have a mental fucking breakdown, okay? If I see a single shrimp, like, oh my God, I, I kept seeing shrimp cocktail on people's like Thanksgiving tables and I was like, I'm going to have a mental fucking breakdown. I'm going to have to go to the fucking psych ward. Like, I am not well right now. I am not in a place where I should be dating anybody in a serious way. That's why I'm on freaking Raya swiping yes on like DJs and being like, yeah, I'll bone this guy. I don't care. Like, whatever. <laughs> Like, I'm honest with myself about what I need right now and what I want right now. And I know that I want this. So just like be very sure. Because if I was in a place where I was before I started dating shrimp fucking cocktail man, where I was like, no, I actually genuinely am looking for something legitimate and real. And that's why I'm not I'm not going around and like hooking up with people or I'm I'm like making sure that the people I'm pursuing, I'm pursuing with intention, if that makes sense. Just makes things easier. makes things less messy. I would also say uh, <laughs> this could also just be me, but I think like almost establishing that like when you guys hook up, it's at your place. It also makes it like easier. It gives it like a boundary because it's not like, oh, I'll hang out at yours or you'll hang out at mine. Like, no, no, no. We're having sex. We're doing it in my bedroom. That's what's happening. Like, that's the boundary. I think that that makes it easier. And then also like you're never going to be at his house. You're going to look at his stuff. And be like, hmm, let me learn more about you. Because that can sometimes make it harder too. I'm not advocating for being heartless, by the way. I think it's really good to be soft and emotional and have feelings and stuff. But when you can't fucking manage that and you still want to be touched, which I do. I would like attention from men. You have to like be a little, you have to let yourself be a little bit heartless. A little uncurious. A little, I don't really care about how your night was. <laughs> that's not why we're here you know what I mean and overall the one thing you should keep in mind the entire time you're doing it is like this message if I am not having fun then it, there's no point in doing it like your goal while you're doing this should be like fun pleasure enjoyment you know it should always be about like getting the most like happiness and joy out of the situation as you possibly can and if you find yourself feeling stressed out if you find yourself um oh my god why isn't he texting me back if you find yourself in a situation where you're like unhappy that's not what this is <laughs> like that's not worth it then like then you shouldn't be doing this then you cut it off immediately because this is about just like absolute hedonism if that makes sense it's like the pursuit of pleasure and nothing more and that's a beautiful fucking thing. And you're allowed to pursue that. You're allowed to like just want to enjoy yourself. Another funny thing that we were talking about in this group chat last night was just like <laughs> the idea that it took a really long time to start having sex for pleasure, if that makes sense. Like I think a lot of young women end up in a situation and we'll talk about this in a little bit in the next segment as well. But I feel like a lot of young women end up in this situation where like you started having sex out of like a sense of pressure or a sense of like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And like your pleasure was obviously secondary because like, you know, young men don't always know what they're doing and like you don't know what you want and what you're doing. You don't have the confidence. They don't think that they're supposed to be caring about you and like it takes until like your mid-20s to be like, oh, this is supposed, I'm supposed to enjoy this. I'm supposed to be doing this because I like having sex and not because I think I'm supposed to be doing this or supposed to be enjoying it. Um, and I think like there, there was this like really big change for me. Like when I started having good sex as opposed to just sex, <laughs> having sex because like I genuinely like doing it as opposed to like, well, I'm dating this person or well, I've gone out with this person or well, they're already here or you know what I mean or they expect me to or... It makes such a big difference. And 
once you do that, it, like you can't go back. So I would I would hope for all of you that you are pursuing pleasure as hard as you fucking can because you deserve that. And that's what casual sex and casual dating is about. Okay. It's not about like filling some hole. It's about like I need <laughs> sex. <laughs> I need sex. I need attention. And I want to have a fun time doing it. So that's sort of my casual dating etiquette. I hate mess. Like I cannot fucking stand having mess in my life. So I think this is all pretty good, like pretty good tips to like keep mess out of your life. But hey, if you want to be a messy bitch that lives through drama, do whatever you want. You know, I support you. But these are just your like drama free, easy peasy, make it as fun and easy and fresh and fierce and fabulous as you possibly can. Um, And okay, that's done on that. Let's get into our next segment about why the men are trash era is I wasn't 100% sure how to articulate this, but I was thinking about it because kind of to piggyback what we were just talking about, um, I was having that conversation with my friends and they were talking about how hard it is, um, you know, how hard it is to put yourself out there when you know like you could just get hurt again and, and how men are terrible and all this stuff. And I was thinking about how there are these two really like tough contrasting ideas that you have to hold in your mind when you are a straight woman who dates men where it's like on the one hand men are terrible and that's an important thing to know but also like we date men like that's who we're like we want to pursue like we're attracted to them we are emotionally attracted to them we date men like that's part of our lives like so how do you reconcile the two halves of the whole like how do you reconcile the fact that like it's true. Men are trash, but also like we date men. So what do you do? And I was thinking that for me, going through my little men are trash era was really important. Like when I was in college, I was like a senior in college, I was 21. And I was like, yeah, fuck men. Men are trash. It was like the first time I realized it. I said it as a joke once. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) hold on. (laughs) That's actually true. And it was something that really helped me open my eyes to a lot of the patriarchal structures around me. It helped me open my eyes to why feminism made sense and was important and like it made me think more critically about the men in my life. It made me think more critically about the things that had happened to me. The things that I had accepted as truth that were actually just like what some guy had said, you know, or and also helped me like own some of the pain that men had caused me that like it helped me put a name to this feeling of like growing dissatisfaction and growing, I guess, sadness, anger, discontent over the fact that like I keep being hurt. I keep getting hurt and I don't understand why. And it's not just that I keep getting hurt. All these situations are interconnected. I'm not being respected. I'm not being respected by the men who are my peers. I'm not being respected for the, by the men that I work for and work with. I'm not being respected by pe- men online. I'm not, you know, being treated like a human being. I am treated as a commodity by the, the men that I like serve beers to or whatever. Like, connecting all of this in like understanding that there's this just like horrible system in place where like yeah a lot of men are really complicit in the dehumanization of women um that was really important in my development but I think (laughs) as it became more mainstream as like this idea of men are trash became more mainstream there's been this like (laughs) It's almost been like a a counter movement that sprung up alongside it where you have things like um, the pick me girl that people make fun of, like this idea of the girl who will do anything for men. She's a pick me like she sides with men. She wants to be the only girl in the room, like all these things. And those are seen as like negative traits, which like they are. And it's kind of become something that women who are in their men are trash era as many of us have been are or will be like they really like ridicule and look down on but the problem is I think it's easy to get a little bit confused because you're like I don't want to be a pick me and I do think men are trash 
but like what am I supposed to do about the fact that I want to date men? It's it, it can be like really, really discouraging. And I think it's easier for a lot of people and like myself included, I did this for a while to like almost like lean into the anger of it, of like the unfairness of it all and be like, well, I'm not even going to try because why would I try? I'm just going to get hurt if I try. And all of a sudden you're in this like nihilistic, negative, depressive phase of like not really being able to date or find any kind of romantic attraction because you you are unable to believe that there's somebody out there that's going to treat you well and treat you with respect. And it's really fucking scary. It's really fucking hard to find that person, unfortunately. But that person's out there, you know. And I think like giving in to that nihilism is easier than like having hope that maybe men A won't always be trash or B like you'll find someone who's like actually decent And so I think a lot of young women get trapped in this hole that's really hard to climb out of, of like men are trash and there's nothing I can do about it and that's it. I hate men, fuck men, you know? And it's like, okay, I think men as a whole, (laughs) are men as a whole doing great? No. But are we able to have like nuance and empathy for like men as individuals? Yes. And I think like that's where the line needs to be drawn. I think it's really important to be able to like pull yourself out of it and have the nuance to understand that while like it is valid to feel like men are trash, it is. It's genuinely valid to feel that way. It's the more healthy and mature option to not like let that go, not like forgive all men, not to be like trad wife pick me, which like again, like I don't even want to like make fun of those women because I'm sure they're getting it enough, but like not to be in that way, but to understand that like You are looking for an equal partnership. You are. You're looking for someone who's going to come in 50-50. And if you're coming in automatically assuming that someone is going to treat you poorly because of who they are, I think that's not very nice either. I'm not going to say it's just as bad as what the patriarchy does, but it's not very nice, not very helpful in terms of like finding love. I don't want to be the person who's like, men suffer as much from the patriarchy as women do because they don't. They suffer from the patriarchy. They absolutely do. And I think that that's something that you should keep in mind like a lot of men are socialized in a certain way and it makes it really hard for them to even see the harm that they're doing there are men that don't give a shit about the harm that they're doing there are terrible men out there there are men who know the societal issue and they don't care but there are a lot of like good dudes out there that just like don't mean to be terrible and I think having empathy for those men is doable and possible. I also think, weirdly enough, there's a moment, a moment of, <laughs> tell me if this makes sense, but like, I feel like there's almost a movement of like, oh, I, I don't want to be straight because men are terrible. Like, I wish I didn't have to date men because men are terrible. Um, and that makes sense to me. But like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay to like, like love men. Like, it's okay to, think that they're silly and they have funny little trapezoid butts and they're really cute when they get excited over sport stuff and like it's okay like it doesn't make you a pick me or a trad wife or some like I don't know brainwashed like anti-feminist to like be a straight woman who likes men like it, it doesn't you're allowed to You're allowed to have the and. Like, you're allowed to know that there are really bad systems and really bad dudes out there and men as a whole kind of suck. But also, like, love individuals and also, like, like things about men, love things about men, be attracted to men and date men and not feel like you're not being a feminist for that. And all that said, I think it's important to go through your little rad femme moment. Like, it's important to go through a little, like, every man is garbage phase because it does help your brain to like get you have to like almost go way past the line in order to bring yourself back to like a normal point of like okay I understand these things I can internalize them but at the same time like I'm gonna be normal and have nuance about this but I think it is important to like be a little angry sometimes and like have a little rage moment and have a little fuck men moment I do think it's genuinely important as I'm sorry if you're a man listening to this but it is it's helpful it's important to like Find your power in that way because it, it can be difficult. Otherwise, it's a good starting place. But I also think it's important to to know that it it shouldn't be your forever point of view and that you also shouldn't feel guilty um, about not having that as your forever point of view. 
So that's the music I was having because I was feeling like weirdly, I felt like weird for the fact that while I was having this conversation with my friends, in my head, I was thinking, I like going on dates with boys. <laughs> like, like, oh, I, I like men sometimes. I think sometimes that they're sweet and endearing. Like, I, I like guys. I don't want to be like every man. Oh, hanging out with a man alone is the worst thing you could ever do. It's like, well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. Like, and I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to sound like a fucking pick me or like a, I don't know. But like, fuck it. I usually... <laughs> But that's just how I feel. And I I was wondering if anybody else was feeling like that same way. I don't mean to be like preachy or anything like that. I just um, wanted to kind of muse about that because I've been thinking about it and I'm not sure how to articulate it. And so if any of you have thoughts on this um, or can articulate it better than I have, which I'm sure you can because I don't have my full brain around this like concept yet. I would love to hear about that. Like we can have more of a discussion about it. I really would love to hear your input because I can't tell if this is just something that I've been feeling and thinking and experiencing or if this is sort of like a universal thing that's not necessarily being said out loud right now. Um, so would love to hear your feedback and let's get into our last segment, which is a little voicemail about reaching out to an ex-friend. I want to make you feel so heavenly. Just let me be the one you always need. I'll be the source of all your fantasies. I'm your queen and you're my king. I want some special love with something new. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Oh, man, I am in a rage. <laughs> they sent me a fucking paper straw with my iced tea, and it's already dissolved. It's just simply dissolved. I can't get any more tea out. And now I have to drink from the, like, mouth of the thing like a absolute peasant, and I just, I'm in a rage. So this was a voicemail that I got that I thought was pretty relatable because not only are we in like seeing our exes in our hometown season, we're kind of also in seeing our ex-friends in our hometown season and it can be uncomfortable and I thought we could just have a little chat about that. So this is the voicemail. Hi Ellie, I'm calling because you seem to give really good advice about friends and friendships, that kind of thing. So I'm needing some help. I have been best friends with my best friend for over 11 years. And she started to do some really bad things to me, um, just do me wrong so many times, so many different things. And I just couldn't let myself be treated like that anymore. So I stopped talking to her, blocked her on everything. Uh, she she kind of knew it was coming though, so it's not like I ghosted her. but. This was over a year ago that we stopped talking. We have not talked since. Um, we're blocked on everything except for texting. And I have really been missing her lately. And I go between really deeply missing her and remembering all the terrible, horrible things that she did to me. But I've been kind of wanting to reach out to her because I would love to hang out with her and see her again. But... I am just in this predicament because she treated me so badly. So I'm wondering what you think I should do. Um, I would love to hear your advice or anything you have to say about it. Yeah, love you. Love the pod. Bye-bye. Okay, hi. So, yeah, it's tough. The first thing that I want to say is like, okay, there's like three things I want to say. First of all, and is always an important word when it comes to situations like this. Like you're allowed to have um, the good memories and also know that she really hurt you. Like you don't have to like 
mm, there's no or there. It's not like either she was a good friend or she really hurt me. Like she, there was both. There were moments that I'm sure she was like a wonderful, loving, kind friend and also moments that she really, really hurt you and was like just not a good friend to you. Um, and you can hold space for both of those things. The second thing I want to say is that missing somebody <sighs> – Missing somebody doesn't always mean that it means like you want to see them. Like, does that make sense? It's like missing someone is an emotion and it's a feeling, but our feelings don't always need to lead to actions, right? Like when you feel, I've had moments like this too where I've like, I've had the urge to like reach out to an ex-friend, like someone who like really, really did me dirty, um, because I was like, oh, I, I'm missing them at this moment. We would always spend this holiday together or this is an activity we always did or a movie that we loved came on and I miss them and I should reach out to them because I miss them. But like your emotions are just emotions. They're not blueprints and they're not um, they're not telling you what to do. You tell your you tell yourself what to do. Your emotions just maybe give you a little insight about what your body is feeling at the time. So just because you miss her, it doesn't mean you should reach out. Because quite honestly, it's if if she hurt you to the point where like you really were like, I this is someone you've known for over a decade and you have to cut her off. Like that is not insignificant. Like that's not something that you should discount or take away from. Like I don't want to see you put yourself in a situation where you're um, letting somebody into your life that has hurt you and has the power to hurt you because you know what the people who love us and know us most are the people who have all that power to hurt us as well it's a beautiful double-edged sword a beautiful catch-22 about being human but I will say if you've made up your mind and you're like I really do I miss her and I want to see her like it's not just that like I'm feeling lonely or feeling um she's I'm reminded of her because of the season or whatever it is if you're really like I do think I want to see her and have a conversation I think you should have clear objectives in mind for like what it is that you want to say to her what you would want to say um, want her to say to you and I also think making sure that there are kind of boundaries in place like I talked about this I I think two or three episodes ago where it's like not everybody has to be like your best friend like you can maintain like a casual friendship with this person while also keeping them at arm's length, like not necessarily letting them in. Spending time with them, if there's like activities that you loved doing together, you know, maybe you like loved going ice skating every winter, you can still do that with her while not letting her be, not letting her into that inner circle, like not letting her into that like best friend tier. Because like you, I don't know. I just don't want you to like give the power to this person again to like hurt you. And it's possible that it's a mistake that you have to make for yourself. Like that's entirely possible. That might be a lesson that you just like need to figure out for yourself. Like, and I'm, I don't mean to be like be so like pessimistic about it. Cause like, who knows? Maybe like a year apart, she's really like reflected on her actions and she's really changed. And you guys can uh, tentatively begin like a really beautiful new friendship. But like, maybe not, you know, maybe not. And I just like want to make sure that you're not giving in because I also think like people like that (laughs) people like that have a lot of power over us and can very much manipulate us into feeling like well I owe them this amount of friendship because I've known them for this long and those good fuzzy feelings make you feel like you're maybe doing the right thing but first and foremost you have to look out for yourself and it sounds like you were able to do that which is incredible it's so so hard to stop being friends with somebody especially someone you've known for that long um and i'm really impressed with you i'm like proud of you for doing that and like putting yourself first so i just want to like i just want to i just want to ask that you continue to like really put yourself first and not let yourself get sucked into a situation like that but friendship friendship is obviously different from relationships like Um, romantic relationships because I think you can keep a friend in your life without like if this was like an ex-boyfriend I'd be like fucking absolutely no don't do it absolutely never run run screaming but because it's a friend and there are obviously degrees of friendship like someone can literally just be like an acquaintance Um, if you really feel like it's the right thing to do then like I trust your judgment but make sure it's what you really want to do and make sure that you're not just like thinking you should see her because you miss her because missing someone does not mean does not mean that you have to see them does not mean you have to reach out to them and usually the feeling passes (laughs) I actually I genuinely don't know what I would do like I have a express friend from high school that like genuinely if I saw her on the street in New York 
I would like duck. I would like hide. Like, <laughs> because those kinds of friendships, when someone hurts you like that, like someone who's your friend, like just crushes you like that. Like, I don't know if I've ever even told the story of what this girl did. It was like genuinely psychotic. So I'm just going to tell it real quick so you guys understand like what I'm talking about by like this person hurt me. Like, okay, so I was um like 16, 17. Yeah, I was like 17 at this time. And she had dated this guy who I was really, really close friends with. They broke up. They stayed friends. Um, and I was really close with him. And you have to understand that high school me was like such a fucking baby. Like I didn't talk to boys. I didn't party or drink or do anything bad. I like literally had never like made out with anybody. And I had this really big crush on this guy that was my really close friend and that she had dated. And I felt really guilty about it. I felt horrible about it. I kept it to myself. And then we got in kind of a fight about something completely separate. And when we made up, we were like, okay, like no more secrets, no more of this and that. And so I told her, I was like, listen, I just want to tell you like, I have feelings for this guy. And she was like, listen, it's, I know. And like, I love that for you. Like, I really can see that for you. Um, And she spent like, and she was like really supportive, which meant so much to me as someone who had like no confidence at that time and no feeling that like a guy would ever even look at me like that. And she would like help me text him. She would like um, giggle with me whenever I was like, oh my God, I saw him tonight. Like all the things that you would expect your best friend to do when you have a crush on a guy, right? Like completely supportive, so sweet about it. And then um, one night, him and I ended up like making out and she was the first person I told because she was my best friend and she had been supporting me the entire time. And this was like probably two years after they broke up. And then she told all of our friends, I can't believe she did that. She went behind my back. Like she lied. Like who knows how long they've been hooking up. Like she knows how I feel about him. Like completely making me seem like I had like done something really wrong, which like she had told me a billion times you should do it. I want you to do it. You guys should date. Oh my God, I love you guys. I'm going to help you this and that. And like completely like really like made me look bad and then like told him and then they started hooking up again. And I was just like heartbroken literally heartbroken because I had liked this guy so much and then it felt like she had just been like making fun of me because she didn't think it would ever actually happen and like just all this it was just really upsetting and it made it really hard for me to ever like talk about liking a guy ever again (laughs) like for years so like if I saw that person on the street no matter how much like good shit like we had gone through I would be terrified I would literally duck and hide and there were times in the last like five years that I've like missed her but I think about that moment and I think about all the other weird things that happened in our friendship and the ways that she hurt me and I just it's not it's not worth it it's not worth it because when I think about how good it felt to be her friend and then how bad the bad moments felt it it doesn't there's no it's not equal (laughs) like it shouldn't be equal by the way the good should weigh out well outweigh the bad but like it's not even equal like it I felt so much worse than the good she ever made me feel and like for me it would never be worth it to reach out even if I did miss her so you know have a little reflection have a little think about that I'm so sorry for the accent yeah think about it um and do what you think is best like I try I I trust your judgment you seem like you have a good head on your shoulders I think oh my god I can't stop doing this accent I think that is our episode for today our song of the week is by Renee Rapp Renee Rapp so she was like this Broadway actress And now she's starting a pop career. And when I tell you, she is very good. (laughs) She is really good. I think she's going to be a freaking star, like a pop sensation. And the song of the week this week is called Too Well. It's very good. So give that a listen. Um, I love you guys so much. If you like the show, if you like me, please feel free to subscribe. Leave a nice review, um, preferably on Spotify, but whatever you want to do. If you like... Me, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram is Ellie underscore Schnitt. My Twitter, for however long that lasts, is Holy underscore Schnitt. My TikTok is Ellie Schnitt. If you like Taylor Swift, you can listen to my Taylor Swift podcast, Taylor Talk. We are live every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. And that's really fun. If you ever miss an episode live, you can just search Taylor Talk on Spotify and you will find it. And if you want to leave a voicemail, because I love hearing from you guys, um, you can call in 847-282-0462 or send me a DM, whatever is easier for you. And feel free to join my Discord. That is linked on my Instagram profile along with the voicemail number if you ever need it. 
I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you are gearing up. I hope you got some cool shit on Black Friday. Maybe I'll do like a haul because I got a lot of really good shit on Black Friday. Um, And I hope you guys are having the best, best winter, best fall, staying warm out there, staying dry out there. And as always, you know the drill. Have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a great one. And I will catch you on the next drive. Bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.